In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is looking to increase the construction of new housing and get more people on the path to education in 2024. She delivered her State of the State address Wednesday night, covering legislative victories from the past year while looking ahead. Whitmer started with rising costs, saying Michiganders need to know their biggest expenses will be covered when their paychecks hit their accounts. She proposed investing nearly $1.4 billion to build or rehabilitate 10,000 homes in Michigan in the coming year. Right now, too many families spend more than half their income on their rent or mortgage. Our housing stock is old. Nearly half of all units in Michigan were built before 1970. Young people cite housing affordability as one of their top concerns. Whitmer also proposed new $1,000 to $2,000 rebates for new vehicle purchases and a new caregiver tax credit for those who care for sick loved ones. Turning to education, Whitmer called on the legislature to make the first two years of community college in Michigan tuition-free for every high school graduate. If you get an associate's degree, you can earn $23,000 more a year. The best-paying jobs today and in our future economy require some education after high school. So we must support our kids from pre-K through post-secondary to prosperity. Whitmer also called for pre-K education for every four-year-old in Michigan. The governor closed with plans to increase manufacturing. She proposed the Higher Michigan Fund to lower payroll taxes for small and second-stage businesses and a new innovation fund to invest in startups. State Senator Eric Nesbitt is not impressed with the governor's proposals. Speaking to us after Wednesday's speech, Nesbitt said the governor proposed a lot of new initiatives, but the question is how to pay for them. He says she and legislative Democrats always seem to have that problem. They spent through a $9 billion surplus last year. There's some lapse money there, and I don't know where she's going to be, who she's going to be increasing taxes on to afford all these new programs that they're saying. The media keeps talking about free programs. None of these are free. It's all taxpayer dollars at the end of the day. Nesbitt says Whitmer painted a picture of our state at odds with the reality most Michiganders are facing. He believes the governor is just amassing debt for a future governor and the legislature to pay off while she pursues national aspirations. On the other side of the aisle, State Representative Joey Andrews tells us that he supports free community college for high school graduates. There's a lot of other states that are showing us that K-14 to is the way forward. Tennessee already does this, and I always find it kind of frustrating that Tennessee's ahead of us in anything. So I think that'd be a big step we could take to put Michigan back ahead. Andrew says the governor was on point with what many want. He added as a parent, he's also excited about the prospect of pre-K education for four-year-olds. Southwestern Michigan College has started the spring semester with increased enrollment. SMC President Joe Odenwald tells us enrollment is up 11.5% in contact hours with an increase of 177 students over the spring of 2023. He says the college seems to have recovered from the pandemic. Right now, we're experiencing some of our best retention rates in history. We're getting great applications from students. They want to be here. Our graduation rate is the best it's ever been, and it's fueling this unprecedented fifth straight semester of enrollment growth year to year. Odenwald says several programs are going strong, from nursing to CTE. I grew up, you know, a farm kid. Sometimes one thing hits, one crop's good and another one isn't. This year, it just happens to be a year where, like, everything is just really, really good. All of our programs are doing really well. Odenwald says especially popular this year are the welding, auto, and construction programs. Also, dual enrollment is up along with online classes. 
Odenwald notes on-campus student housing is more than 90% full, part of the reason why the college recently announced more than $2 million in new housing construction, which is set to be complete in 2025. The effort to raise around $400,000 for a new playground at Silver Beach County Park continues, now with new support from fellow below-the-bluff attraction Silver Beach Pizza. The Berrien County Parks Department, Jason Field, tells us that Silver Beach Pizza will be raising funds for the playground project with a special promotion this coming Monday. Anyone who stops by can contribute to the project. It's a fundraising event where 20% of all sales that night from 4 to 9 p.m. are going to be donated to our playground project at Silver Beach. Field says anyone can flash one of the flyers for the promotion to make part of their purchase go to the playground project. He says it makes sense for the pizza place and the park to team up. Our customers are their customers. It's a community thing. I, I think they've been doing this uh, Give Back Night fundraiser for a while now. It made sense for us to reach out to them to see if they wanted to help support our playground project, and they've been nothing but wonderful to work with. Berrien County last year was awarded an $850,000 state grant for new playground equipment at Silver Beach. The Parks Department is now raising an additional $400,000 to cover the total one and one-quarter million dollar cost. Field says they're about 72% of the way there. If you want to help, we have the fire to present at Silver Beach Pizza on our website, wsjm.com. Seven people have been arrested after the Van Buren County Sheriff's Office did a sweep of a motel where individuals out of jail on parole were staying. The department says narcotics detectives did a compliance check at the KPEP Red Arrow Motel in Pompa Township on Tuesday they ordered everyone in rooms 1 through 14 to step out of the room so they could be searched. The following searches then found three individuals in possession of meth, two with firearm ammunition, and one with psychedelic mushrooms. Police say they found some additional violations of parole terms, and the seven were arrested. They were all taken to the Van Buren County Jail, while an additional suspect who was there visiting was also taken into custody on a warrant. The Sheriff's Department notes, Canine Jet assisted in the search of the motel. Part of Botham Avenue in St. Joseph will be reconstructed next year. At a meeting this week, St. Joseph City Commissioners awarded the engineering contract to Rowe Professional Services Company out of Grand Rapids at a cost of $190,000. St. Joseph City Manager John Hodgson tells us the work will be done on the west side of Niles Avenue. That's after the other side, near the hospital, was reconstructed a few years ago. This is a, a nearly complete reconstruct of one block of Botham between South State Street and Niles Avenue. I say nearly complete because the sanitary sewer was lined a few years ago, so the main sanitary sewer itself is good. It'll still be necessary to replace the, the sanitary sewer laterals that are attached to that. But other than that, you'll be seeing a new storm sewer, new water lines, a new road surface, a new non-motorized pathway. As part of the work, a larger water main will be installed, which city engineer Tim Zabel told commissioners should make fire services more reliable. He also noted some lead water line replacements in the area have already been done. The city received several bids for the work, something that came as a relief to the department after a couple of years of high bids from few contractors. There's movement in Congress to help those affected by long power outages. Congresswoman Haley Stevens of Michigan has introduced the Prolonged Power Outage Relief Act, which looks to make low-interest loans available to businesses and homeowners alike who suffer financial loss in outages lasting longer than 48 hours. We oftentimes have seen, you know, a one-week issue. And where do they turn? You know, their insurance companies and providing dollars 
the utility company you know doesn't have the resources to provide the dollars and so when i looked at what my residents and small businesses were facing and i started to ask the question well what more can we do this prolonged power outage relief act was one step to make people's lives easier stevens added her legislation if passed would provide a safety net for those affected by the unpredictability of power outages a safety net that does not currently exist more people are going back to the office. But 31% of workers say they would like to reduce time spent in the office. Many of them say it's to save time and money with a less frequent commute. Robert Half Vice President Jeff Sokolowski says both employers and employees need to collaborate on this issue. Employers want people back in short, but the workforce is like, hey, are there other ways to do it? And we're hearing a lot of in-office with a purpose type ideas. So if we're coming to the office, are there good reasons for that? Obviously, there's morale issues, collaboration issues. Sokolowski says 33% said their commute was a contributing factor to burnout. Many workers are questioning why time spent driving to work doesn't count toward the clock. He says some companies are offering perks to return to the office, like parking expenses. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.